0: Welcome to Hope Community Podcast. It's great to have you join us today, listening online. We pray you'll be impacted by our message this week. Enjoy. So I'm going to speak from the um, from the Christmas story today. Um, I may be going out of camera shot here. I'm sorry for everybody online for that, and um, but I'm going to speak from what is represented. Here at the manger, right? It's amazing, isn't it? That at this time of year, we get to celebrate the coming of Jesus Christ as a baby. All of the goodness of the kingdom of heaven come down into this world for us in the form of Jesus. That's cool, right? That's cool. That's what we're celebrating, and this is the story that I'm speaking from this morning, but I specifically entitled this sermon from the Christmas story, The Ways God Leads. The Ways God Leads, because we're going to look at the Christmas story from the perspective of the different ways that God leads the different characters in the Christmas story as he works to unfold his awesome purposes, right? So that's the perspective we're looking at. For instance, we're going to start with with Mary. And we're going to have a look at the way that God led Mary as he worked his purposes out involving her and what he was doing in bringing Jesus into the world, right? So let's go to Luke chapter 1. This is how God led Mary. Luke chapter 1 from verse 26. at his words and wondered, oh, what kind of greeting might this be? You know, like, is this the kind of greeting people had where the Lord came to them and then they were killed? Like, you know, <laughs> that, is that, what kind of greeting is this? But the angel said to her, oh, don't be afraid, Mary. You have found favour with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son and you are to call him Jesus. He is going to be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. (laughs) Oh man, when we're talking about the ways God leads, that's pretty good, isn't it? Like with Mary's life, literally there was this undeniable obvious supernatural experience. Literally Mary got home one day and the angel Gabriel was waiting at the table to reveal God's purposes to her. And through Gabriel in this most incredible supernatural undeniable experience, Gabriel gave Mary all this upfront revelation of what was about to happen before any of it had started. And Gabriel gave Mary God's clear instruction on what she should do at different junctures in the journey and God also let Mary know the most expensive and immeasurably more kingdom purposes that were about to unfold through her life so that though the journey was like far out, that as it happened, she could understand what was going on. This was none other than the coming king of Israel, the Messiah. Now, I don't know what you would call this way of God's leading, but I would kind of use words like how God led Mary. That this was kind of God leading from the front, right? Okay. Maybe we could make it look like this today. There's the the mangers over there. That's where Mary's heading. But we need, actually, um, uh, I need a Mary. I need a Mary to help out. Um, I am going to volunteer someone, and I haven't teed this up before. And Tash. Yeah. yeah. Can you help, help me out up here today? Everybody welcome Mary. Well, you, you pick, Mary. You pick, right? So, thank you, Mary. Uh, not yet. Uh, just hold on. That that's hasn't happened yet. But there's where Mary's heading. Here's Mary. The journey's going that way, but you don't know it yet. Right? And then literally what happens for Mary is, well, I'm no Gabriel, okay? But boom. <laughs> hey, Mary. Mary. You don't know anything about this yet, but things are about to get weird and things are going to be huge. Mary, I'm telling you, you're you're going to have a pregnancy like none other. Yours is going to be an immaculate conception. There's going to be a a boy growing in you. You have no idea. Like he is the Messiah. He's God's son. You're to call him Jesus and you are heading to a spot where you're going to be the mother of the Messiah. He's going to be the King of Kings. That's what's going on. In one encounter, Mary gets the upfront leading of the Lord, where there's revelation of what's coming before she knows. Where Mary's given understanding of what's coming so that as the journey unfolds, you can no no, you stay there. Yep. As the journey as the journey unfolds. Huh. That's why I would call that the upfront leading of the Lord, wouldn't you? Um, And I don't think I'm stretching it too far when it comes to the ways we understand the ways of God's leading. I don't think it's stretching it too far to say that for most of us, that's the bulk of our understanding about how God's leading happens, right? I mean, we we in our lives might not expect it to be as biblically seismic. Um, We might not even expect it to be as dramatic or demonstrative as it was for Mary. But in the ways that we're used to thinking about God's leading in our lives, don't we hold dear and don't we have this understanding that somehow at different junctures of our lives, there'll be the intervention of the Lord in a way that we come to understand is supernatural, like not of just us. And don't we think that the Lord will start to give us at some junctures vision or strategy or instruction that's from Him as we navigate the different seasons of our lives that either gives us an idea up front of what to do or that helps us understand what is happening in a kingdom sense so that we can keep walking with the Lord in that. Um, Am I right? Is that how most of us understand? This is how God's leading works? That's called leading from the front. That's the way God led Mary in the Christmas story. It's not recorded that the angel visited her again after that. She got the download in one go, up front, all prepared, moving forward, right? And that's how we understand God's leading. However, at this point, I would like to introduce you to Joseph. Yeah. Come on up, Joseph. Welcome, welcome. <laughs> Keep trying on the beard, mate. That's okay. <laughs> Now, when it comes to our understanding of God's leading and the way she leads, it's actually quite crucial that we do look at Joseph in the Christmas story because the way that God led Mary in the Christmas story was very, very different to the way that God led Joseph, okay? Let's have a look at how God led Joseph says in Matthew chapter 1, verse 18, this is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. He's still pledged. But before they came together, Mary was found to be pregnant. You might not be able to get that in there at the moment, Mary. That's just a physical... It's just a symbolic representation. Uh, Mary was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. (laughs) Now, because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. So get this. (laughs) I'm sorry, Joseph. Joseph. The first thing Joseph experienced of what was in reality a most incredible unfolding of the purposes of the Lord that his life was involved in was actually the discovery that his betrothed was beginning to show. <laughs> oh, Mary, after the angelic announcement, had she'd laid low. She got out of there and she went down from Nazareth to a town just outside Bethlehem where she had the vision she had the angelic announcement affirmed for her in her visit to Elizabeth. You remember that? Um, and she stayed there for about four months. But things were developing. <laughs> and after four months, I guess Mary realised, I, I can't stay away and I can't hide this any longer. So Mary went back up to Nazareth where Joseph was in Galilee and uh, voila. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Joseph. I'm... Well, I'm pregnant. So the first experience Mary had of God's leading when it comes to the beautiful plans that are unfolding that involved her was an upfront angelic announcement before anything had happened. But the first experience Joseph had of the same plans that involved him unfolding was this uncomfortable and disorienting discovery that my betrothed is pregnant. Sorry, Joseph. That sucks. (laughs) I mean it. Mary was saying it was the Holy Spirit. It was a hard pill to swallow. (laughs) Evidently, Joseph didn't actually believe that. And in the absence Of any of this upfront leading for Joseph, it says that he was then left to his own deliberations to think through what the best thing was for him to do and to make his plans, right? And Joseph proved to be an impressively godly man. He did. He says he was faithful to the law. So for him, that would have meant that pressing forward in the marriage with Mary would have been unrighteous and outside of God's blessing. So a godly guy couldn't see his way forward to continue in that. It was outside of what God wanted. But he had a gentle and this gracious heart. What a, what a guy. So on his own, he would thought this through. No upfront leading from the Lord And he'd set his mind in the midst of this difficult situation to divorce Mary quietly so she didn't cop it, but that he also stayed righteous. But this is Matthew chapter 1, verse 20. After he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. It was in Joseph's dream. And said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save people from their sins. Now, I don't know about you, Joseph, but I feel a great deal of relief for you in this moment of your story, because finally, like after the disorienting and confusing discovery that your betrothed is pregnant and after you were left feeling alone to deliberate what is the best godly thing for me to do, what decision and after you had come to a point of making your decision with no upfront leading from the Lord, finally his word comes for you. Finally, his word comes. But it wasn't Gabriel visiting Joseph at his home like it was for Mary. It happened in a dream. He just fell asleep as normal one night. He had a dream of an angel. And it wasn't revelation that explained for Joseph absolutely everything that was going to come to see him through until after the manger. Rather, it was short, specific instruction. Joseph... Don't divorce Mary. Joseph, marry Mary. This is God at work. It was specific instruction on just what to do the very next day. And it was short revelation so that a man who sought to follow God was given permission to enter a marriage that he first thought was wrong before God. That's what was going on. You know what Joseph did when he woke up? He went and married Mary, just right there. He just went. He took Mary to be his wife. And Joseph and Mary stayed together on their journey towards the manger, having been led by God in very different ways. This is the perspective that I wanted you to see about the ways God Leads in the Christmas story, in the lives of different characters as he unfolds his purpose. For Mary, God led from like here and said, Mary, buckle up. You haven't experienced anything yet, but it's coming. So when it does be ready, you're going to get pregnant. You're having the birth of Jesus. Jesus is the Messiah. He's the King forever, right? And this is where God led Mary from. But for Joseph, he did something different. For Joseph, he did something more like this. He came in around behind and he got in close. He wasn't as in view for Joseph as he was for Mary. And he wasn't as obvious comprehensive in the nature of his revelation. But he stood right here behind Joseph as Joseph discovered the uncomfortable reality that his betrothed was pregnant. (laughs) And he held him through. And he watched as Joseph made godly decision after godly decision about the best that he knew to do in the absence of the upfront leadership of the Lord. And then when the Lord could see that Joseph, having given his best and having decided his best, was about to step one foot awry in the story, he just gets down like this. Joseph, I see your heart. I love how you're doing this. Marry. Mary tomorrow. That was it. See those two different perspectives of the ways God leads? For Mary in the Christmas story, it was from here. For Joseph in the Christmas story, this is where God led him from. Same purposes unfolding, same beautiful reality of Jesus coming. Same blessing for both of being deeply involved in the story, but a different perspective of where God led them both from. Can we give these guys a hand? Yeah. Thank you very much, Joseph and Mary. Huh. You know, this. there's two different perspectives of God's leading, this leading from out the front and as opposed to, the leading in from behind, it's kind of close in my story because I'm the father of a special needs daughter. Um, Many of you will know Isabella. She turned 29 the other day. Yeah. If anybody's in the habit of giving Santa any information and if Santa... Can hear anything that I, I say here. That was the highlight of her Christmas carols last Sunday. I'll tell you, she Bella met Santa and had a photo uh, with him. So if any uh, if any Santa's going to hear that, just know that. Uh. <laughs> but Bella, uh, an arm of Bella's fifth chromosome broke off when she was being formed, and so she doesn't have the um, the complete set of DNA. To, uh, ...for her to grow, for her cells to be written. So she has profound physical and intellectual impairment. As a result of that, Bella has terrible balance. Her balance is, is, is really bad. On top of that, she struggles to see. Her, her depth perception is not good. And her fine motor movements aren't really there... And her automatic reactions to stuff that you and I have are all needing to be consciously thought through for Bella. And so um, there's a lot of instances where I can't just lead from up the front all the time. Like when Bella's in an environment that she is familiar with, like when we're at home, I can give Bella an upfront revelation of what's coming next. And I can say, hey, Belle, how about the next thing we do is a game of memory, she goes, memory, with your Wiggles cards. Do you wanna go up to your room? And you wanna get the Wiggles cards, bring them down? We're gonna have a game of memory. She like, that gets her on. You say Wiggles cards and memory for Belle. She's like, yep, yep. So she'll get up from the lounge, she'll be able to navigate the stairs, she'll run too quickly down the passage and run into some walls, find her Wiggles cards, run on back hitting those same walls again uh, and then comes down, yep, cool. So I can give her in that instance upfront leadership knowing she's going to be okay. She's going to be able to do that. In fact, she loves to do that. But sometimes we go to the movies, right? And we'll sit through a movie and come to the end of a movie. And you know that moment when you've been watching a movie for ages and it's, it's dark and the lights start to come on And the cinema, the credits are still rolling and there's music playing. And we have to get out of the cinema at that point. But if I led Bella from up front in that situation, like if I just bounded up from my seat, shuffled out the aisle, ran down the stairs and got to the exit of the cinema and said, hey, Belle, come on, we're going. That, well, that's just not going to help her. In that situation, because it's unfamiliar territory, because she can't see very well, because it involves obstacles that she can't navigate very well, I actually lead Belle from behind. I come in behind and I grab each of her elbows. And I say, righto, Belle, we're off. But I say, the first thing you got to do, shimmy, shimmy. That's code for Belle to do that <laughs> instead of that. So she listens and she goes, gotcha. So hold her elbows and we shimmy shimmy out from between the seats, out into the stairways. Now, do you know those stairways in the movies? Normal people can't even walk down them very well. (laughs) It's dimly lit, every stairs a different length. You can't see when they change. And, And Bella, she looks at it and she's got no depth perception she goes, she's, yeah, she's often doing that. If there's a change in colour on flat ground, she's often, what is that? Is that down? Is that up? Is that, she can't work it out. So we get to the end of a row and from behind, I just go, hey, Bell," And I put my foot out like that. I say, that's the stair. You can just put your foot next to mine. And she steps out. And then the next thing I do is I say, see that edge there where our foot is. That's down, that's one step down. But watch out, Belle, it's a longy, long step. It's a longy, long step. And she knows, okay, I'm going down one and then I'm shuffling forward. And we do that until we get down. I put my foot out, I say, Belle, there's the edge, I hold her elbows, all you gotta do, take a step down. And she takes a step down. I put my foot out, this one's normal, take a step down. We get down the stairs, like that. That's how we do it with Belle. Then we get to that point where you actually have to walk right across the cinema. But the lights are still off and it's dark. But I know it's flat. So I say to Belle, you'll be right till you get over there. She just charges. (laughs) She can't see. She can't see her feet. She can't see the ground. She doesn't know if it's up or down. You can go now, Belle. You'll be right. And she runs. She's there before I am. We get to the other side. Do you know what happens then? She looks at me. Usually, she just gives me this massive hug. She just gives me this massive hug and she makes these noises. Mm, 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 she buries in. And in that moment, it's like she's saying, Thanks, Dad. Thanks, Dad. I couldn't have done that if you're just barking orders from the other side of the room and up front leading. I, I, ne- I needed you in behind. I needed you to say when I could walk by myself, but I needed you to give step-by-step instruction when it came. You know, I was asking God how He really wanted this message to land um, in the lives of people today, and I just got these words. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna read a little bit here. I just felt like God is saying, "There are Josephs." in the room today and they're struggling because they only have known to look for my leading in the way like I led Mary. I felt like God was saying there are Josephs in the room today and they're looking for me out front but they need to know that in this season they actually need me most exactly where I am. I've come right in behind. Hmm. You know, Joseph's today are people in this room who have so beautifully and wholly given your life to God and who with everything that you are, you seek to follow him and see his purposes worked out in your life. If that's you... You're you're a Joseph today. Uh, Josephs are also the ones in this room who have a heart like that for God, but who recently have experienced like twists and turns that have been distressing and uncomfortable and disorienting. And Josephs in the room are also those who in those moments have cried out to God about what to do and about what's going on, but who haven't heard any reply and who haven't seen God where he usually is. And in the midst of it all, Josephs are the ones in this room right now who actually feel like you've been deserted, left to make your own plans as godly best as you know to make them and left to decide things on your own that you never wanted to decide without upfront revelation from the Lord, but you couldn't hear it and you couldn't see it. Do you know, if, if there are any Josephs in the room, you got to know I'm, I'm one of them this morning, right? I'm a Joseph, For the last six months, Kerry and I have been trying to sell our house in Ashgrove so that we can buy a property to move closer to here and set up our business and all of that. And for the most part of the last six months, our house has been the cheapest house in Ashgrove of its kind. It just hasn't sold. Nothing we did. Nothing we did bought a sale about, cried out to God in there, God, make a way. For a long time, nothing happened. Up until recently, our house sold. Woo! Yeah. And then we got a contract to purchase another house in the area we wanted, which was great. Woo! But then there came complications in that contract. So we're stuck in the reality now that our our contract sale goes unconditional tomorrow, and we're locked in. We're moving out in two weeks, uh, and there's uncertainty about what's going to happen for us from there. Let me tell you. <laughs> for the last six months. I've done nothing but cry out to the Lord for His direction and His voice and His revelation to me. And I've been delighted to hear answers back from Him about every other area of my life except for, except for what He has for us here. I am a Joseph. He hasn't told us yet. I'm a Joseph and I'm wondering if there's a Joseph situation in your life. Ha. And if you are, you may even be wondering if you only know to look for God, as in God up front and is leading, you may well be concluding, Well, obviously, God isn't leading me like He says He will in the Bible. Your only other option, if you're a Joseph, and you're looking for God, like as in how He led Mary, is to conclude either He's not leading me, He's not doing what He said He would, or number two, there's something wrong with me and I can't hear Him. There's something wrong with my eyes and I can't see. That's the only two options you have in that place if your paradigm of understanding is that God leads from up the front, okay? If that's you this morning, if you're in a Joseph situation, if that's what you've been experiencing, if you've even thought either one of those two things, God's not leading me or I can't see Him because there's something wrong with me, I think He has some words for you today. And I wanna invite you to stand at this point, all of you. And if you know you're a Joseph, then my closing prayer is like words that I believe are from God for you. So you can stretch out a hand or lift up a hand and just let these words that I believe are from God for you today just run over you. To the Josephs in the room, I am with you, says the Lord. I will never leave you. I will not let you down. I will lead and guide you. In seasons before, you've known my leading from up front and you've known my revelation instruction from up front and that's how you know to see me and that's how thus far I've brought my purpose about in and through your life. However, in this season, you need me most in my leading from behind. You've never been this way before. You've never had to do what you're about to do. So you don't need me most out in front of you. You need me most right close behind you. The word of the Lord for you says in Jesus' name, I see what you're enduring. And I am so proud, so proud of how you're walking in my ways as best you know how. Keep going for I am right behind you. And I have come in behind specifically to hold you through every twist and turn and everything that you are enduring. And I have come in behind so that at the very right moment you will hear my voice behind you saying, this is the way, this is the way, walk in it and so that I can show you the specific ways I'm intervening to deliver you and bring you through. This is not a Mary being led from the front season for you. This is a Joseph season where my purposes are just as spectacular and my leading is just as intentional and trustworthy, but I'm leading you from behind rather than from where you're used to from in front. Be released from fear be released from self-condemnation. I am with you. I am fully behind you. I will lead you, says the Lord. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much for listening to Hope Community podcasts. We hope you enjoyed today's message and remember to subscribe to the channel to keep up to date. From everyone here at Hope Community, have the best week.